Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 114-129 loss to the Indiana Pacers, Riker. This game, I want to say it right off the bat, there's going to be a bunch of people in the comment section going on with nonsense saying the Raptors are worse with Kyle Lowry. We'll talk about it more in the podcast, but that take has just got to be thrown out the window right now to start. And also, want to address sort of the the elephant in the room, the referees. Yes, they were horrid down the stretch, and we'll talk about that as well. But they weren't the reason we lost this game, even if this game was offici- officiated poorly. But do you want any takes before we dive into it, Riker? The who Raptors, Ben? <laughs> the, the who Raptors? <laughs> the Tampa Bay Raptors are back. <laughs> so I want to say too, though, Ben... the Raptors are indeed worse with Kyle Lowry in the starting lineup. And I think that over the past two games, Norman Powell and Fred Van Vliet, one-two combination have done enough to at least, at least become deserving of a longer stretch of basketball with them as the starters and Lowry coming off the bench. Now I know that's going to strike a nerve with you, Ben, so we can argue that one. And second, I, I typically, I don't know if the, the refing was good, bad, whatever. But I'm looking at 45 free throw attempts for the Indiana Pacers versus only 27 for the Toronto. And more free throws this game. That's the difference in score right there, Ben. Well, uh, it's actually not. They they got blown out at the end. Oh, my God. But free throws make a big difference. So refing also did play a part in this one, Ben. Yeah, the, the refs did play a part at the end. We'll talk about the specifics, but the Raptors, they were behind most of this game, and honestly, the Pacers did deserve to win this one the way they played it out. Obviously, the Raptors could have maybe scraped it out, as we usually do in past seasons. Obviously, have been less prone to doing so this year with, obviously, the horrid start and only sort of resurging as of late, but... I think we got to debate this Kyle Lowry point, Riker. Kyle Lowry is the GOAT for the Raptors. We were talking. You were even saying he is untradeable for this team prior. And yes, Norman Powell certainly plays better in the starting unit when he's playing his more natural position at the two guard. But Kyle Lowry and Jack made a solid point. He usually plays poorly coming off of extended breaks, you know, two, three, four, five days of rest, and obviously had the foot injury, so he had to be taken off. He's going to get right back in the swing of things, had his worst game of the season, but Kyle Lowry's really the only reason we weren't 0-10 to start off this year, the way he was sort of playing, getting the rest of the team going, scraping out those grimy wins to start off this season. I can't believe you don't think Kyle Lowry, you should be, so you're saying Kyle Lowry should be moved to the bench? Well, what? Yeah, I think he should 100%, but... Leo's or not Leo Jack's point confirms it if he's slow if it's historically documented that he has poor performances coming off of breaks whether it's due to injury or rest why are you forcing him into the starting lineup playing him 32 minutes this game then he played poorly all game long he was 18 percent from the field he was two for 11 from from the field one for five from three he was a minus four in the game he had only one assist he did really nothing positive to win this one he was getting out of control at the end. He almost got ejected, just like Nick Nurse. What on earth? Like what was well, he the was issue ejected. here? He was ejected. He was ejected. He was. Lowry also got ejected. This <laughs> yeah, he was, oh he no, was, Nick, he got ejected. Yeah. Nick Nurse didn't get it. Nick Nurse was almost getting ejected. So yeah. I'm saying he's doing nothing positive. It's historically documented that you know he's going to come back and give you a slow game. You've already had a win putting Norm and and Fred VanVleet at the one and two. At least it's a larger backcourt combination why not give that some run why do you need to play Kyle Lowry 32 minutes in this one have him as the six man I know it would destroy his ego but to me it makes sense if you're looking to win games because the Raptors they're still 
even in the playoffs yet then. Right, I see where you're coming. Like, I'm not going to defend Kyle Lowry's performance tonight. He was not good in this game. But this guy, if you have your best player coming back from injury, a guy that notoriously wants to play all of the minutes, is always ready to go, trying to go out there night in, night out. He'd play 45 minutes if he was given the opportunity to. And you just want him to sort of ease his way back in after he's apparently fully healthy. No, you can't do that with Kyle Lowry. He's a player, you just get his rhythm and... Sure, Jack made that point, but that's not something that's set in stone. Obviously, you got to start your best player. you got to give him the mantle, keep him running the game. I, and I don't know if you're just talking about the ga- this game currently. I'm not sure what point you're, you're making here. Are you saying that Kyle Lowry should be on the bench going forward or just in games he I'm comes back from extended break? I'm saying that over the last two games, that every game that Norm has started this season, he's played extraordinarily better than when he's coming off the bench whereas Kyle Lowry has not put himself much of a season together yet so really you could make the same argument that Kyle Lowry should be a starter as Chris Boucher should be a starter and yet he's not coming off if you're saying that the only criteria is energy and that they're willing to play maximum minutes but if we're looking at converting games into wins getting the most from your player we're getting the most from Norman Powell at the two and I think that it's at least deserving to try it out to give them a stretch where they can pull together a, a couple of wins, Ben. That's all they need to get back in the playoff picture. So why are you forcing Kyle Lowry into the starting lineup when you might have a better opportunity? Because he's our best player. Go- he's not the best player. He's oh, the no. greatest player. Right now, the best player is not Kyle Lowry on this team. I don't know. That's a whole other debate talking about the best. I think he's our most important player, especially for winning. He's but- the most important player. Why can't you close with him? You can close with him. You can save him for the playoffs. You can play him in all the minutes you think it's important. Why does he need to come off the... Why does he need to start? I why think, can't he come off the bench? I think you're going to have a lot of people with recency bias. Obviously, you're not just basing it off that, but I think you're going to have a lot of people with recency bias in the comment section supporting that take. But let us know in the comment section below with that because there was a lot of stuff to break down in this game. And you brought up a couple of the players and a couple of things that can't be disputed is that backport, the starting unit with Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell has looked really nice. Fred Van Vliet, 25 points, 11 of 21 from the field, 6 assists in the, in the game, 4 rebounds. And Norman Powell, 24 points, 6 assists for Norman Powell. And that's usually, he's usually a guy that's just score first, but he made some really nice passes in this game, 6 rebounds. Two of those guys came off the wings, were really carrying this team and scoring. They did really good in the Indiana Pacers game previously. And I, I see what you're saying. I see the points you're coming from with Norman Powell being in that starting unit because he definitely does play a lot better. But with these two guys going out strong, do you think maybe, it, regardless of the Kyle Lowry point, do you think it should be a possibility that Norman Powell should be integrating the starting lineup instead of Baines or someone like that when Siakam comes back? Because even at the small forward tonight, he looked pretty strong. No, I don't like that lineup, Ben, because then you're going even smaller again than what you play. I know it ends up happening, and you can play whatever. You can play small ball, but typically you're going to start against the bigs. You know, it's not just Aaron Baines. You're looking at the opposing center. And those first couple of minutes, some people might argue are not important, but to set the tone of the game, you want to come out strong. And I just think you would get walloped by having one, two, three, all six foot to six foot three, basically. I think it would benefit the Raptors to start with a larger lineup. Maybe that's a hot take that'll be contested down in the in the comment section, Ben. But I would just prefer to have Norm Powell, the two, have a larger backcourt and 
see what happens. At least give them a couple of games. Like they just won two in a row with the, them at the one and two. Why why slip Lowry back into the starting lineup? Like at least let him go until they lose. Yeah, fair enough. And to sort of get away from that or talk about a different area of that starting unit, Aaron Baines, he came out and on the offensive end has certainly looked a lot more comfortable. But there was a str- so he he did a solid job at scoring. He looked more aggressive than he usually does in the lane. Hit a three to start off the game, which is really nice to see. And it's great to see his confidence looking better on the offensive end. But for the stretch, he was reinserted in the second quarter at the end of it. Sure, he scored a couple points, but the Raptors went into a giant hole to sort of end the second quarter because Aaron Baines' pick-and-roll defense was absolutely horrid. Guarding whether it was uh, Malcolm Brogdon coming around, whoever whoever the guards were, they were just going at Aaron Baines, who I, he, I think he was matched up at Turner at this point, and they were just setting pick-and-rolls, and they were blown by Baines driving to the rim. And this is the thing. This is why we moved on from Jonas Valanciunas, and it's even tougher case with Aaron Baines because he's less mobile than that and less obviously of an efficient offensive scorer. Aaron Baines, it's tough because he's playing a little bit better. It was easier to sort of completely hide him on the bench when he wasn't scoring at all. But now that he's scoring a little bit, you give him some extra minutes, and then teams just sort of feast on that defense. And that was a huge reason we sort of couldn't get back in this game, specifically when we made that run to end the second quarter. Yeah, well, you can point at Aaron Baines, but, you know, I think defense was more of an issue at large this game, Ben. It was relatively close. It was within six points three minutes left in this game we can even talk about the team defense the raptors they need to they need to be consistent if they're not if the offense is going to come from different players on a different given night the least one core element to their game needs to be their team defense and to me this game didn't cut it Jimmy lamb re he reclaimed his name as a raptor <laughs> killer and came out and got a ton of points he splashed home a lot of shots tonight Malcolm Brogdon apparently couldn't be stopped. McConnell was making moves down the stretch. And I don't know if the Raptors, what they were doing, like points in the paint were the same for each team. And the blocks were just crazy. The free throws were crazy for for Indiana. Um, and the Raptors, it seemed like they couldn't do anything without fouling. I don't, I don't know. Was it really the refs this one, Ben, or was it a team defensive issue? Well, one big thing when the defensive end is we couldn't keep people in front of us. You brought up Jeremy Lamb. He did a really good job at just breaking whoever was on him down. And the thing about the Toronto Raptors is usually we're really strong on-ball defenders, but Fred, who completely clamped up Malcolm Brogdon in the previous game, Malcolm Brogdon was sort of getting his way with those short, little, quick crossovers. They're not flashy or anything, but it's a quick move right to the rim in a sort of a semi-post position just to get in there and then take those step-by people. That was just blowing by whether it was Fred, Stanley Johnson, who's become one of our best on-ball defenders, one the, one member of the Clamp Bros, even Utah. He he does a great job of hustling and stuff, but he was getting blown by. And these all these guys, the Raptors have phenomenal on-ball defenders. Regardless of even when we were bad to start off this season, we are still doing a good job at least staying in front. It was usually the help side defense and sort of the rotations which were the issue. But in this game, we got blown by a lot. And maybe a part of it is the... We obviously, we had Lowry and Siakam out, so guys playing more minutes than they're used to. On a back-to-back, maybe more blow-bys are prone to happen. Obviously, a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, who's that talented, is going to sort of figure things out when he gets a couple of games against a team. So, I'm not horrified about our defense. I think our on-ball pressure is something that's traditionally good. I'm not going to 
make a mountain out of a molehill from one game. But if it continues to be a problem where Stanley Johnson's getting blown by, which usually doesn't happen, Fred Van Vliet, who clamped up Steph Curry in the finals, is getting blown by, that's... That's not a big problem. I think another massive part of it was OG's early foul trouble. He had two fouls to start off this game, didn't really play much the first half, and then the second half was sort of forced to guard those bigs. And in the fourth quarter, just got got his eye or his lip taken out and had to do concussion protocol, missed most of the fourth quarter. I think it's a different story if we have OG in for the full one in this one. We saw what he did to him yesterday in that game, so... I'm not horrified about the defense. Bain's pick and roll was something I thought was was a tough watch, but the rest of it, definitely not great tonight, but not something I'm worried about going forward. That's fair. That's fair. And you could have said a lot of things would have mm-hmm. been different if we got normal output, like if OG was 15 or 20 points, if Chris Boucher, who we've been accustomed to getting more than 50% of his three points converted. Yep. He was one for six this evening, only nine points. You know, if he scored his regular 20, it's a much closer game. And again, this was very close. It was six points with the last, the final three minutes left in this one. So it was very manageable. The Raptors could have made a comeback. And Ben, it seemed like in watching this, it was Indiana was leading by eight. Raptors bring it to tie it up, or at least within one or two. Then it came back to eight, brought it back. to. T- it seemed like it was this windshield wiper of a game. And unfortunately, they let it slip. I think that there was a couple of, sides out of their control you know with the refereeing but ultimately like you said at the beginning this one was one that they could have win one they should have won but you know they didn't indiana played better to get it done yeah no a thousand percent but run a bit long here so let's swing it straight into the segments tonight the spicy p lay of the day probably one of the worst games from this guy since his resurgent or i guess emergence as a Toronto Raptor Stanley Johnson not the greatest night from him because he's usually a hustle energy guy on the defensive end but he did have one remarkable defensive play came in I forget who was down there but Stanley Johnson rose up it looked like he was had a had a rope or a harness just lift him through the air swatted the ball out of bounds that was a that was a, a wild block from Stanley Johnson the first half of this one. And he almost had a second one, Riker, where I think Lowry was underneath and got he got kneed in the abdomen area at that point. And then Stanley Johnson came back and swatted. They called a foul on Lowry, which is whack. But I don't know. A couple blocks from Stanley Johnson. Nice dunk from Norm. You have any other ones, Riker? That's the one, Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the one you got to give it to. But not all plays can be the spicy pilay of the day. And some just make you say, oh, geez. And... There's definitely a few OGs plays in this one. Do you have one in mind? Kyle Lowry getting ejected. Nick Nurse throwing an absolute tantrum. Maybe that's even more of a gold star. (laughs) you got to lose with class, especially against... Mm -hmm. How do you pronounce his name? The Indiana's head coach, obviously former Raptor. Bjorkman? Yeah, so a vet class. you got (laughs) to at least hold your composure. At the end of the day, yeah, you're outside of the playoffs. You wanted that win. It would have taken the eighth seed. I believe it's from the Knicks. Uh, But, you know, you you didn't get it done, and it's still friendly. You you still know the guy pretty well, so to throw such a fit at the end, to me, was uncharacteristic of the Raptors brand. Yeah, it's it's, it's a thing, and I wanted to sort of throw that as the gold star. My sort of OGs in this one was... Paired with that, so I guess we'll we'll throw it we'll throw it all in one. A mix of the OGs and OGs played the day and the Damari Carroll Gold Star. 
Because it seems like for the past few pods, uh, Nick Nurse has gotten a lot more than he usually gets this year. And yeah, the temper tantrum at the end, yes, the refereeing was bad, and we can talk about that after. The gold star could have went to the refs in the last four minutes as well, but we'll, we'll break that down. But Nick Nurse, you can't be throwing tantrums like that. You can't be just, every time you lose, just have a hissy fit at the the refs and start freaking out and whatever. And I feel like that hurts your chances of getting calls the next game because then the refs are less inclined to like you. I know playing rec leagues and whatever, you always got to try and make friends with the referees so they're a little bit more lenient on those plays. You've got little inside tips for the for the guys out there watching trying to play. But I don't know. It's, it's a tough look. Lowry, obviously frustration boiled over and they got thrown out. But it is what it is. The play that I also want to indicate, which was, a huge misstep by Nick Nurse, in my opinion, was I think we were down by three. We were down by three with about two minutes to go. Obviously, the Raptors end up losing by 15 in this one. So this game was a lot closer than the final score looked like. But down by three, Malcolm Brogdon comes in, makes a nice move, and Kyle Lowry takes a perfect charge. Perfect charge on Brogdon, but Brogdon scores through it. They call it an M1 for Brogdon. And Nick Nurse gets the chance to watch the Jumbotron. He sees it or whatever they see now in... Indiana without the fans. I guess still a Jumbotron, but he sees the play happen. He's watching. I'm screaming at the TV. Challenge it. Challenge it. We get the ball back. It's a, it'd be a five-point swing if we score. We get it within one, but Nick Nurse just lets it slide and then uses the challenge on the next possession on something that was actually a foul. I think that could have been a complete game-changer for this one, and obviously it sucks that the refs called something like that, made a, a huge misstep there, but Nick Nurse has got to follow through and actually challenge that play. Yeah, that one wouldn't have been overturned either way because the foul was on Stanley Johnson, was it not? No, I thought it was on Lowry for a block. If it was, then that would have been overturned. But I was under the impression in watching the slow-mo that Stanley Johnson had his arm in there first. You could see he knew he fouled. He pulled out, and then you know, obviously Malcolm Brogdon charged into Kyle Lowry. So it depends on who the player was because it was definitely a clean charge. It, mm. it was a good charge take by Kyle Lowry, but I thought the foul was on Stanley Johnson, but... I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but let us know in the comment section, because I was heated. And I'm, I'd be happier to know that it wasn't a huge misstep by Nick Nurse. Maybe the, the Damari Carroll could go to Stanley Johnson on that play, but it is what it is. Finally, I guess we gotta feed the, the ref haters out there. You and I don't like to blame games on referees a lot, but down the stretch, it was pretty bad, Riker. Yeah, I mean, I... Again, I was barely focused into it. I sort of knew the fate of the Raptors here. What what did you see from the referees? I don't know. The, the last few plays down the stretch, like that foul, I, the first lead, the charge one that I just made a big rant on, I thought that was whack. Even if Stanley Johnson did have his hand in there, it's a really touchy-feely foul that you don't call at the end of the games. The Raptors were going in, getting bumped and bruised in the other lane, and fair enough, if you're not calling it tight, if you're or if you're letting things play out, don't call him fouls. But when you're coming back and you call a foul on Lowry, completely swatting the ball away from Miles Turner, and the ball gets thrown out. And yes, he touched the hand, but the hand's a part of the ball. You can't be calling stuff like that. The the play where Stanley Johnson I brought up earlier swatted it, and then the guy need Lowry in the in the sternum, and then they called a foul on Lowry. That was just completely just a lot of plays down the stretch that completely swung the momentum. Not necessarily reasons we lost, but. Those are the plays where you get a little run going, you get one, two points, you get a stop, and then you can come back, but the refs sort of blow, slow down the game, stop your momentum. I don't know. It was a tough watch. I, I just really didn't like the refereeing at the end of this one, Riker. 
all free throw attempts mm-hmm. for the Indiana Pacers versus 27 for the Raptors, yet they were dead even points in the paint, 44 and 44. Now, I don't have in front of me field goal attempts in the paint, so I'm not sure, but just logically, you would assume if both teams are scoring an equal amount from inside the paint, there would be a relatively equal amount of fouls drawn, right? So yeah. to have that much of a difference, you know, over 20 or almost 20 free throws difference between the two teams, and this isn't the first time it's happened this season, Ben. I do think it is a little bit suspicious, but again, I think the Raptors, they need to find a way to play through these things without getting so agitated. They need to be able to lockdown in the final stretch of the game and just play good defense, stay in front, don't reach in, right? No need for crazy fouls, just settle in, play Raptors basketball. Yeah, it's a it's a tough loss, but not something you want to overreact to because I don't think you're wearing the Walmart hat right now. This didn't look like the Walmart Raptors. We did lose, and it was a bigger loss than we usually go by, but I think it was a lot closer to be expected. The Indiana Pacers give a lot of credit to them. They came out even without Sabonis for a large stretch in this one, played really well. The Raptors without Siakam, I thought they fought pretty well as well. Does this, uh, over the past few games, has your confidence changed at all? What's your sort of perception? Because I know Raptors fans are jumping all over the place with where they want to go with this team. I don't think that people realized how bad the East was going to be, myself included, until right now. It's kind of carving out the biggest winning streak in the East is only three games mm-hmm. at Philadelphia. Unfortunately, the Raptors, they lost the second best winning streak now in the East at two. I think the, I think the Sixers lost keep... tonight, too, to the Pistons. So they're, they're gone right. as well. Yep. So the biggest is probably one now. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, you know, six through eight is Atlanta, Cleveland, uh, it's Cleveland, it's either Cleveland, Charlotte, and, and New York, or Cleveland, Atlanta, and Charlotte. It's it's three teams. I don't suspect that the Raptors are going to have a worse record than when it's all said and done. I think at this point, despite having a losing record, despite having some bad performances, I think everybody in Raptors fandom, comment section included, regardless of how much people say tank for K or whatever, I think people tank probably agree K. that the Raptors will make... I think everyone agrees the Raptors will make the playoffs. So my assessment is I just want to see them doing the right things. Yep. It doesn't matter if they finish eight, seven, six. They're going to have a tough first-round matchup anyways. Why not just do the things that are going to promote winning come playoff time, Ben? Yeah, certainly. And I looked at it before. I think we were only two, two and a half games out of the second seed going into tonight's game, which is kind of crazy to think about how horrid of a start. Maybe it was a little bit larger, but we were we were close within striking distance of one of those top seeds still, even with that with this loss. Long season, we're starting to play better, so I think things will be fine. I'm still holding my prediction. I'm holding true to it. I'm holding true to that second seed. What's your prediction as of right now, January twenty fifth? Six. Six? Six second. We're sticking with our predictions, but you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Check out the TikTok, the website, all cool stuff going on over there. You have any last words, Riker? Zip, Ben. Hopefully we're going to get the real Raptors next game. Yeah. Oh, against the Bucks. Ooh. Get that, that Giannis wall build, boys. <laughs> Here's.